0: brave enough to devote an entire hour to commercial-grade wall-to-wall carpeting. If you're not sure what courage sounds like, just keep listening.
1: People of the internet, it's Allie. It's Jen. This is two girls one. And I know podcast. you're
0: confused
2: as who. Yeah, I shouldn't have cut you off already. You want to do That's it again?
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're good. Uh, oh, uh, oh, 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 oh. Hey guys, this is Jen with the deep voice. This is Allie with the high pitch voice. <laughs> and now you know. Welcome, people of the internet. We're excited to have you here today. This is two girls one
2: podcast. In case you didn't know what you clicked on <laughs> <That's> or downloaded. <laughs> So I want to clarify one more time because people don't know that this high pitch voice matches the
1: small body. I'm are you saying I have a big body? You're saying the no, short blonde person. No, I didn't mean person. it like that. <laughs> so, Sorry, I thought yeah, body just you know? Um yeah, the tall brunette is Jen with the deep voice. Think tall, deep. It, I, it's opposite. Just think that way. Tall and deep. Yeah, she's tall and deep. All right, guys. So many
2: jokes I should make there, but they're too obvious. Let's get into this
1: shit. So uh, Allie and I have a show, as a lot of you know. You know what? It's a live show. It's something we do on stage. It's not this show. The word show is confusing. But we perform the internet as a script. It's called bloglogs. We take things that we find like Reddit threads, Craigslist posts, and we perform them. Through doing that, uh, we eventually made a web series called Two Girls, One mm-hmm. Show, right? And we interviewed people mm-hmm. that we met behind the posts, and that eventually led to us translating those interviews into this here podcast. So welcome. It's been a long journey, and we're glad that you're with us on it. <laughs> I hate myself.
2: No, that was... <laughs> what? Why? What?
1: Was,
2: I, was I was just thinking to myself, that was a nice, succinct explanation, and if I had done it, I
1: would have rambled on for seven minutes. <laughs> Thanks, Allison.
2: It was beautiful. <sighs> so every week, we find something on the internet, we interview the person, and this week, I know we say this every week, but this week is very... Um well, it's just so different, you know what I mean? And so I think it sort of exemplifies the internet, where it's like this niche, niche thing that you would never think necessarily would take off. And and it's huge. It's so bizarre and huge, and yeah. it's not pornographic. I was
1: just about to say, it's totally SFW, guys. Suitable for work. Unplug the headphones. Let your coworkers tune in.
2: No, because you know what I'm about to say. I could fuck on those carpets. <laughs> So today's interview is about carpets for airports I'm Not talking about my vagina. I'm talking about actual carpets on the floor. Yeah. See, it's never
1: truly SFW. Yeah, it's true. I know no innuendo today, literally carpets that people find in airports. There's a website called carpets for airports that you should check out immediately. It's a pretty sophisticated site. It's like a, a globe and you can click on a country and go see the different carpets in the different cities. Um, looking at carpets as high art. So,
2: yeah, now just in case anyone's confused, that is what. Yep, it's carpets for airports. Yeah, I just want to reiterate that it's about airport carpets. Uh-huh. But like, that's all. That's all, but like I just don't understand. It's so popular. There are celebrities that write reviews of these carpets. Like people are really into airport carpets. Yeah. I'm really into travel. I'm really into Running along those carpets to catch the flight that I'm almost going to miss. Also, I just sounded like a Tinder bio. I really like travel. I fucking hate when people's bio are like, I love to travel. Who doesn't fucking like traveling? If you don't like traveling, you're lame as shit.
1: I'm
2: just going to assume everybody likes traveling and just state if you're not into traveling.
1: Don't look at my Tinder profile because I list about 10 basic things. But you all know by now, I'm I'm pretty basic when it comes to it. I'm like, don't contact me if you don't like eating.
2: What? No, I bet yours is like, I love yoga and beards and
1: travel. Is that right? I don't say anything about beards or... No, I know, because you sh- just right swipe when they have a beard. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Anyway, enough about me. Um, This feels like one of these <laughs> phenomena uh, that truly is allowed to thrive because of the internet. Because how I want, yep. you know, like people are snapping photos. They're sending them to the co-founder. He's posting them immediately and they're all providing criticism at once. But yeah, it's like this... I don't, it's, it's fueled by technology, the ability to be able to have this community. I mean, I don't
2: really think there would be a community reviewing airport carpets if not for the internet.
1: Yes. In So deep. I agree. Yeah. Jen, do you like carpets? Are we talking literally or figuratively?
2: Any way you want to interpret
1: it. <laughs> Any which way you'll have your carpet. Um, yeah. You know, I do. Well, I like rugs. I'm a big, um, I was going to say a throw rug. A throw rug. I think the term is throw pillow. You don't actually throw a rug. But I like small rugs. You could throw a rug. Area rug? Is that what that's
3: called?
2: (laughs) No, I'm actually, I'm with you, right? Because like carpets actually, like if you go to a home and it's carpeted or like an apartment, right? Like I was looking at apartments and there were a lot with carpet and I was just like, how who has been on this carpet? You know what I mean. Like carpets can get fucking just gross. Soaks up the bacteria. But a fresh rug. A fresh rug. Yeah, just a fresh great. one. You can just throw it in the wash and and then air it out until it becomes disgusting. Yeah, that's true. You can wash it. You can't like fully wash a carpet. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I have so many sexual questions I want to ask, but I, yeah, yeah, go. Have you go, have you ever go, have you ever, go, have you ever go, go 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 go? Have you ever had sex on a throw? <laughs>
2: I know that you have. I know that you have. You can edit that out. Um, Somebody who wins... No, actually, uh, Jen Jen fucked a Grammy winner on a shag rug, and I think... That's a fantastic detail to keep in. Okay, guys. I hope he's listening. Um I also want to say, because I just made her sound like a star fucker, he's actually a really cool guy that we know from a different project. <laughs> but also he's a Grammy winner. So it's, is it is it people
3: Bryson? Is it people Bryson? Uh,
1: Jen fucked Pebo Bryson on a shag carpet. <laughs> Let's start the rumor here. I would love to say Pebo in cause the heat
3: I- of the moment. <laughs> Yeah, when I hear Grammy winner, that's <laughs> that's where my head Peep- goes immediately. Kibo's
1: the only person who's ever won a Grammy, did you know that, Matt?
3: That is a but fact. fact.
1: There's only one. Somebody who who does like carpets is probably Matt because he's all about soaking up that sound for the podcast. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, you probably love a good carpet. You're like, "Oh no. man, the acoustics in here is so fucking muted by this carpet." <gasps> love it.
0: <laughs> it's That's true but I'm but, I,
3: but I'm fully in your camp that carpets wall to wall carpeting is just like it's gross, not even for the bacteria, but it's just stylistically, it's it's not hip, but then you get a nice wood floor and you put a very sophisticated uh, area rug down, boom. I'm, uh, I'm fully yeah, with you on the rug. Very
2: sophisticated, very sophisticated. And you get the benefit of the sound. You, you cover you
3: cover that wood with a really nice rug and you, you get the sound dampening where it, where it needs to be. Yeah.
2: Yeah, you cover that wood mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. with yep. a rug. <laughs> What were we talking about? I don't know. I blacked out.
2: Oh, when I. Uh, okay, so all of our interviewees, I chat, you know, Jen or I chat with them on the phone for like a hot minute just to make sure they're not completely insane. And um, he referred to himself as a benevolent dictator, <laughs> which I thought was like strange and hilarious, but actually is apparently like a term on the internet when you like run a commu- an online community in a certain way. Yeah. You're a benevolent dictator.
1: Who's Who's the benevolent dictator here? Matt?
2: It's definitely Matt. It's definitely Matt. I don't think it's benevolent though. I was
1: gonna
2: though. say <laughs> just, just dictator. <laughs> dictator. Just dictator. Oh, cool.
3: uh, mm-hmm. I'm. I, I just a quick question. This is a. This is a community forum. Like people write reviews and then talk about them. Is it like a wiki or something? How does it work?
1: It's a beautiful website. Again, you all need to go look at it. But I think.
3: I think what happens, but
1: we're going to find out, is that people can write in, and then they get chosen, and uh, it's a very well-designed site. So it's hard to tell if who wrote it exactly. It's not like attributed to specific people, but I think the founder takes their comments into consideration when he's writing the description. Got it. okay, yeah. so
3: so that's the benevolent dictator, yes. like, hey, I I went to this airport and this rug was amazing, four out of five stars, and then you send that to the to this gentleman, and he says, great, this is a good review. I'm going to put it on the site. It becomes part of the the legend of this of this uh database. that's
1: right and but it, it's almost it looks like um an art website or something so it's not it's less mm. like yelp and more extremely curated
3: <laughs> oh okay yeah. yeah yelp is a good example but then you're saying right not like yelp exactly. interesting yeah. yeah all right well we got to get to our guest but first it is trivia time. Uh,
2: I want you guys to know that I always complain that I'm terrible at trivia, but actually I'm just really down on myself. And we have a fan chat room, and they ran the numbers, and actually <laughs> I'm doing pretty well
1: at trivia. You're actually yep. winning at trivia.
2: Well, actually, I wouldn't say I'm winning. I just think both of us suck really badly, but you actually suck more than I do.
1: I do, and but I'm so overly confident. Apparently,
2: <laughs> yeah, you're confident. I'm not confident. And we're both terrible because apparently I've gotten like three right ever, but you've gotten one right ever. And this is out. And this She's is out of like twenty-five me. episodes. So we're both we're both failures. So, um, and but I, I that, fail a little less.
3: I love that so much because the <laughs> narrative- no, I know what you're gonna
2: say, and I. Oh no, wait, maybe I don't know what you're gonna say.
3: Well, no, no, no because the the narrative of the show, the joke of the show, is like Ali. Oh, so bad at trivia, but you, like you you are self-deprecating in that way, and and to the point where three of us humans are like oh ha, ha Ali's so bad ha ha ha. but then you look at data and it's like oh no actually she's not she's not bad she's uh she's this is actually a really
2: good reminder uh, what I thought you were gonna say now okay yeah this is a really good self-help lesson for our mm-hmm. listeners right if you're down on yourself and you tell everyone that you're terrible at something run the numbers next thing you know the world the run world the- believes that you're terrible <laughs>
0: make a spreadsheet yeah.
2: now what i thought matt was gonna say is that technically matt by that same data is 100 percent killing it but it's only because he got one for one <laughs> ah. that's what i no, thought that's you a were small talk sample
3: about. size no that's a very mm-hmm. small sample size and i would never never claim to be good at trivia based on one question <laughs> how dare you
2: well i thought you were gonna go there but i'm glad to see that you are uh, so rational yeah Classic dictator. I just, right. I just it's
3: just uh, I'm the data dictator, but benevolent, benevolent, benevolent spreadsheet dictator. Uh, benevolent
2: data dictator.
3: <laughs> this week's trivia is a bit of a throwback, guys. Y'all Ooh. remember? Y'all remember Ward Cunningham?
2: Who? Huh? No. What the fuck is Cunningham? that? Cunningham. Cunningham's law. Oh, Cunningham's law? Boom.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yes. yes.
1: I love Cunningham's law.
0: I do too. I
3: love
1: it. So, guys. It,
3: Quick review of Cunningham's if you don't law. Remember,
1: uh, the best way to get the correct answer on the internet is to post the wrong answer. Is that correct, Matt? Can you confirm? I believe All right, so. thanks.
3: That is, that is Cunningham's law, and uh, he comes up again today because I did a little more research into him, and he is actually a very important uh, programmer, uh, computer scientist, uh, very active in during the early internet and he comes up today in relation to our airport episode in 1995 ward cunningham created a piece of software that we the three of us and probably our listeners use almost every day it's incredibly common it's incredibly useful and widespread i would say um and he named this software after a shuttle bus at the Honolulu International Airport. So there is something about riding on this bus or looking at this bus at the time when he was developing this very important, uh, a piece of software that came to be very important to us and the internet. Uh, he named it after the bus from an airport in Hawaii. What is the software and bonus points if you can uh, get the connection to the bus? Java. Ooh. Mm. okay
2: he created software that he named after a bus in hawaii
3: correct that you you are not correct you didn't get the trivia i'm just saying your statements are correct (laughs)
2: oh oh okay thank you thank you i thought i had already won i was waiting for my prize um uh
0: what? what could it be
2: software not a website software yes well i'm out
3: what? I'll give you a little clue. It is it is software that powers a lot of websites. Uh, some of them very important, and that's why uh, Java is a good guess. Uh, Java is a programming language, though, so not exactly specifically <laughs> software. But you, but Jen, you're thinking you're thinking along the right path. Uh,
2: it's not software, but, but there you go. But you're pretty close. <laughs> you're totally
3: it's wrong, a coding but language. you're kind of maybe okay. right. And this is 1995 in, 1995. in
2: Hawaii. Hawaii. Hmm. Did you guys know that the national fish of Hawaii is a apua? <laughs> now we do. I do yeah. now. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay, thank you. That's my yeah. official guess.
3: Is that your guess? I don't
2: know. I don't know, Matt. This is ridiculous. I'm trying to think of like Hawaiian sounding words.
3: Yes, uh, you should think along
2: those lines. Wait,
3: it was a shuttle bus? It was a shuttle bus? It was a shuttle bus. Marriott.
2: Now, okay, so- You are
3: thinking thinking correctly. It it makes me look like it's something
2: like with wikis or something. Okay because like i don't know that sounds like maybe it could be a thing in hawaii i don't know uh,
3: yeah it could be a hawaiian word
2: wow 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 i will
3: i will extend that hint and and say that you are you are correct in that it is related to hawaiian as a language that is why this bus was named this and that is the connection uh, in the word
1: luau aloha aloha sounds right <laughs> Just, uh, like Ado- Adobe Flash Player <laughs> I don't know Matt What are we talking
3: well, You're thinking right You're thinking right I need two ah. answers I'm gonna go on a limb here And say that that You use this software Every single day per, Definitely once a week
2: Um, Mahalo That means thank you Okay <laughs> So uh, I just wanted you All to know that
3: Alright Lock in some guesses I, I don't know
2: Oh I really love eating poke And that's from Hawaii mm-hmm. The poke software uh Pokemon. Yeah. Pokemon. Pokemon. Yep. There
1: you go. Pokemon. Got it. I I don't know.
3: All right. So Alice Ali's guess is Matt, Pokemon. I just
1: don't know, and I have a feeling this is something our listeners do know, and that we're letting people down by
2: not knowing.
3: Mm.
1: Well,
2: I have a mm. feeling, Matt. Are you going to say the answer, and Jen and I are going to be like, we've never heard of this thing?
3: Nope, not at all. You definitely know it, and you will kick yourselves when you.
2: God damn hear the it! Answer. I hate when I kick myself. I bruise easily. <laughs> bruise very easily. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out, guys. I got no idea.
3: Okay. All right. No, I so you both give up. We just talked about how you're We're actually pretty terrible. good at trivia, but you're so down on yourself that you just give up and then you obviously no, will no, get no, it wrong no. if you don't. Here's the
2: thing. No, actually, the conclusion was that Jen and I are both terrible at trivia, That tremia. was the conclusion. I'm bad, and Jen just has delusions of grandeur. I do. I do. Look, she's gotten one question right ever, and I've gotten three right.
3: These questions are, are pretty hard because they're not multiple choice and they're very obtuse. So just don't measure yourself work. Yeah,
2: if there was multiple choice, I think we'd do a lot better. I'm going to stage a revolt. Jen and I are unionizing and we've decided that we need to have multiple choice. I'm game. Okay. A union of two. Matt, yeah, I think you,
1: you should choice. leave all of the air in this segment.
2: Always, it's always just like really, really fun for everybody.
3: In a dictatorship, the unions are not that um, powerful or influential. Fuck. That's, that's Fuck. not how it works.
2: Okay. All right. Well, I'm gonna All right, we I'm will... gonna immigrate <laughs> to another podcast. No, 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 no. Okay.
3: As a refugee.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna appear as a refugee at the doorstep of of, of Audible or Gimlet. Take me in. <laughs> My podcast will, is a dictator. I seek asylum.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we will find out the correct answer after the break.
2: Allie, you like S-Town, right? I love S-Town, but also because we went to college with Brian Reed, and he's a super nice guy. Hi, Brian. Hi, Brian. I, I don't know if he listens to this podcast, because his podcast is, like, way bigger.
0: Anywho. He's, he's a little busy. Anywho,
1: yeah. He um, busy. Well, y'all know that's a true crime podcast. There's this new podcast out right now that they're calling True Crime and Comedy. Um, It's from CastBox. It is called This Sounds Serious. And it's basically a fictional murder story. It involves uh, cults and a Florida weatherman. It involves twins, Allie. Twins! Uh, Total twin show.
2: (laughs) I don't know if people know this about me, but I am a twin. You are a twin. So I love murder stories about twins. JK, JK.
1: (laughs) Murder Uh twins. (laughs)
2: no what i like what i'm excited about with this podcast is that i mean it's a parody and i love a good parody so basically parodies all of the other murder mystery podcasts
1: it's out right now guys Uh, you're definitely going to be laughing with your headphones in and look like a crazy person while you're listening to this fucked up murder story this sounds serious from Castbox, we have a short clip here for you we already listened to this clip we were cracking up check it out guys
3: this season on
0: This Sounds Serious.
1: 911, what's your emergency?
0: Uh, It's my brother. I uh, I think he's dead. You are going to meet face-to-face with a murderer. Plus, it's Florida. Everyone's a criminal there. It's like America's Australia. It looked like he was French kissing the waterbed. There was a guy in my cult. He was like, uh, hey, everybody, I think we should kill ourselves. And we were all like, "Uh, yeah, okay, Todd, you go first. This Sounds Serious is out
3: now. Download it wherever you get your podcasts.
1: We're excited to check this out. I hope you guys
2: are, too. So, again, it's called This Sounds Serious, and it's from CastBox. And you can listen to it wherever you get your podcasts after you listen to 2G1P.
0: And now a real advertisement entitled Job Opportunity Travel Abroad from the website, you guessed it, brigslist.org.
1: Marching Inc. is looking for reliable young men and women to provide support for our international subsidiaries. Work is fairly routine
2: but requires extensive travel. Compensation and benefits can be discussed based on demonstrated acquired skills. Great benefits! Excellent compensation! See the world and get paid for it! Requirements: Valid international passport, no criminal record. Planned face with no distinguishing
1: features. Ability to keep mouth shut. The following skills would be assets but are not required. Ability to suppress gag reflex. Ability to vomit on command. Can run quickly. Can deal with high pressure
2: situations. Large bodily orifices. If interested, please forward your CV to the following address. Mule
1: underscore recruiter
2: at marchingp.com. Due to the high number of expected responses, only
1: select candidates will be contacted for an interview. Recruiters, please don't contact this job poster.
2: I'm going to sign up for that. Me too, Jen. It's time for us to travel the world. I've already emailed. Okay. I see no red flags whatsoever. <laughs>
1: Zero, zero. I'm pretty good at reading those on, on the online.
3: How are the orifices, though?
2: My How? orifices, they are uh, carpeted.
3: Mm. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Look, Matt,
2: we don't Boom. know if we're going to meet the requirements,
3: but you can well, always did, apply. They said that was a nice to have. It wasn't like a Matt, a core why don't you
1: stop doubting us?
3: Mm. No, I'm just asking if you feel like confident that you have the qualifications i
1: I I feel really confidence just like the trivia Uh, i thought you were gonna say bland features (laughs) i have i have bland features
3: uh, <laughs> I, I mean, look—you guys basically gave up on the trivia and gave me no answer. Is that? Uh, I don't think you. Yeah, gave we had we,
2: zero official answer from either of us. This yeah. This is a sad day. So I think no, I think we're killing it. No answer. We're boycotting, really. No answer. We're boycotting, <laughs> boycotting a boycott. the lack of multiple choice. I'm just supposed to discover a Hawaiian shuttle bus name <laughs> from the, the 90s. This. Wow. I want to throw my microphone cuz it'd be funny, but it'd only be funny for me for 1 second. <laughs> yeah, don't. Worth do it. It. And then and then Matt would be like, "What the fuck did you just do?" <laughs> <laughs> you
3: okay, what's trivia? One.
2: All
3: right. So, I'm going to give you one last chance to put a put an answer in if you want it. No pressure.
1: Huma humo, humo nuku, nuku apla.
3: Yeah, that was the fish.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Guys, I've uh, lost my abil- I've lost my enthusiasm today. I'm sorry. I know you guys what? know. I lost my enthusiasm for trivia. I, normally, I'm so into it, but I cannot think of a single thing that it could be. Yep. Uh, like, I don't know. Craigslist. Volcano. <laughs> I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know, Matt. What is it?
3: All right. <laughs> to review, the question was Ward Cunningham, a very important programmer from the 90s. He's still active today. Uh, but in 1995, he developed a very important piece of software. Oh, my that God. Is he
2: going to come on our show?
3: That would be awesome, right?
2: Oh, my mm. God.
3: That would be Ward cool. Ward
2: Cunningham. Right. Okay. I'll yeah. reach
3: out. Um, very, he created a very important piece of software that, dare I say, you guys use probably every day. Ugh. I certainly do. At least in my work.
2: Don't yeah. tell me what I do.
1: I do or
3: I don't he, do. Sorry. And he named this piece of software after the shuttle bus at Gmail. Honolulu International Airport. It's not Gmail.
2: I'm just listing shit. iPhone. <laughs> I hate my iPhone.
3: <laughs> what is The it answer is, and Allie, you should believe in yourself because you said the right answer.
2: <gasps> wait, 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 wait. I already said the right answer? But what? you did
3: not lock it in, and you did not commit to an answer, so...
2: Okay, well, I won. I won. I already said I said the right answer, apparently. So I won, I said the right what answer.
3: The correct answer is the fish. No, it's not the fish. Uh. It is wiki.
2: Oh. oh, I was right. Fucking shitballs. I was totally right. You were fucking right, man. Wiki. The whole time I was thinking it's got to be something with the wiki.
3: Wiki is a Hawaiian word, and the shuttle bus uh, at the airport is called the wiki wiki, uh, which in Hawaiian means fast or quick. And when he was developing this software, he was, I guess, thinking about ways for users to all contribute. This was revolutionary at the time uh, because most software was I program something, I give it to you, you use it for whatever you want to do. But in in a wiki, obviously, everyone who uses the software contributes and their changes are reflected for all users. And wiki is a general term, but it obviously has come to be employed in the service of Wikipedia and many, many uh, wiki sites for fandoms and uh, databases and whatnot.
2: I'm having an existential crisis over here. why? Be- why don't I believe in myself? That was my answer. I was like, it's got to be something wiki, but I don't know. and you went and down I the perfect path
3: you 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 picked up the breadcrumbs because it was about the Hawaiian-ness of the word and the commonality of the software. and you totally got it, but you 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 glossed over it.
2: I'm literally having an existential crisis. I I don't know why. I need to believe in myself more. I need to go with my instincts and just believe. I'm not upset with myself.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I gave up and I'm proud. I
1: You know, I, I actually, I'm a little upset that I gave up. That's the first time I've ever given up. Usually I do have blind confidence, but uh, that's that's some really cool trivia. And congratulations, Sally! You are officially, you have four correct trivia answers and I've won. Let's make oh it a competition. God,
2: that was so sweet of you
1: <laughs> to just give me that.
2: Yeah. When technically I didn't guess it, but I totally you thought about it. it
1: and then second-guessed myself. You said it. Matt's just not counting it, but I'm going to count it in my heart. <sighs> okay, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. All right. All right. We got to get to our guests. So we previously spoke with George Pendle, the founder of CarpetsForAirports.com, and we're going to share that with you now. Welcome, George. Hello. Hi. Thanks for joining us.
4: It's my pleasure.
2: All right. Well, we'd love to kick it off by just hearing you describe the site in your own words. What is Carpets for Airports?
4: What is Carpets for Airports?
2: Yes. Yeah.
4: It might be easier to say what isn't Carpets for Airports. Great. Let's
2: hear what it isn't. I'm going to assume it's not about walls and ceilings. Well,
4: (laughs) you may say that, but Carpets covers uh, a very uh, large, not only surface area, but uh, area of aesthetic practice uh i mean of the a- practice aesthetic aesthetic <laughs> aesthetic.
2: Aesthetic. Right. aesthetic got it got it got it yes. with you.
4: the study of beauty uh now uh, the study of beauty uh, can be found in very strange places some people uh you know regularly you find it in poetry you find it in art uh i have chosen to find it uh in uh, an unstudied Area of the world of aesthetics, and that is the airport carpets.
2: That's sweet. You know, it's like you're studying the bastard sibling, which is nice of you. You know what I mean? Or like the the redheaded stepchild. No offense to all the redheaded stepchildren out there, but like you're going where no man has studied before. You're like, fuck this. Everybody's looked at sculpture. I'm going for carpet.
4: Yes, it's true Th- there was very little room in any other venue for me to squeeze in. So. I've been reduced to carpets and occasionally seat coverings, um, <laughs> but but largely carpets. No, no, I think I think seriously though it's a very serious point mm-hmm. that I think what you have in airport carpets is a sort of incidental design which rivals that of uh, design, uh, you know, in, in the in the high art form, so to speak. Uh, what you have uh, is this incidental design which is everywhere and which forms a unique cohesive body. Uh, But which I think is completely overlooked and there are a number of reasons for for it being overlooked uh, over the last century or so uh, Which maybe we can get into later.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, I'm sort of thinking let's get into it now so, So you're saying you see trends among airport carpets. It's like its own Genre body of work sort of thing that nobody's really looking at.
4: That's right. And that's exactly the point the thing is that Airport carpets exist in places called airports, unsurprisingly, Mm -hmm. and airports are designed uh, for one thing, and they're not designed to be looked at, they're designed to be looked through. Whenever you go to an airport, you never actually think about where you are, you think about where you're going. They're very much temples to travel, but they create this kind of mauve zone of pseudo-familiarity within them. There's the endless corridors, there's the uh, gray runways, there are the luggage carousels, which always resolve, revolve in a clockwise direction, uh, unless you're in the southern hemisphere, in which case they go anti-clockwise. But the whole point of this is uh, that airports can uh, kind of slip by you. You're not meant to see them. Uh, now, the airport carpet, however, is one of these wonderful things, rather like a, a beautiful flower in the midst of a desert that kind of crops up. Uh, and if you actually stop, And instead of looking forward to the future, look down at your present. uh, You'll actually discover that there's this kind of uh, psychedelic cornucopia beneath your feet, which many people don't see. And that's really what I discovered. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm trying to inculcate people into into really uh, enjoying and being part of this, Mm -hmm. this kind of whole hidden hidden world.
2: I'm going to use psychedelic cornucopia from now on in the rest of my life.
4: Yes, it's the name of a certain acid tab I take frequently.
1: (laughs) Fantastic. George, can you talk about the moment of discovery, the very first time that this rare desert flower struck you as something we should be looking at?
2: But also, I'd still love for you to explain to our listeners the website itself, what goes on on carpetsforairports.com.
4: Well, what would you like first?
2: Let's. Uh, I think it'd be good for our listeners to know what's what the site is that we're talking about, and then I, we'd love to hear the moment.
4: Okay, how to put the website into words? Uh, it was many years in the making. Um, I presume your your listeners are, are techno technoliterate. Is that correct?
2: Who knows? I've never met them.
4: Oh, okay.
2: <laughs> I hope they're real. Uh,
4: in that case, it's a website which collects from across the globe uh, pictures of airport carpets. All right. Uh, and I should say, it displays them uh, with uh, critical readings of uh, their meaning and of their creation. So really, it's uh, it's almost like a, a gallery, a museum of airport carpets.
2: Wonderful.
1: And how many carpets are currently displayed on Carpets for Airports?
4: We have uh, a couple of hundred, I believe, but we have about a thousand waiting to be uploaded. You
2: also, before we started recording, I don't know if our listeners heard, you were talking about how you have all these carpets at your at your place, your office?
4: I have samples, yes. Uh, I In my researches, I've spoken to many of the designers of airport carpets and they've been kind enough to send me off cuts or, or tiles or uh, or even, you know, just little snippets I've taken myself. Don't tell anybody, please. <laughs> so carpets, are like. you
2: uploading, you're taking the, photo- the photos and uploading yourself? Oh
4: no, no, no. The, the, uh, what happens is if you want to be considered a carpeteer, as I call the members of my website, mm-hmm you'll find yourself in an airport. You'll have nothing to do. You'll notice a carpet. It will notice you and you'll take a picture of it. And then you'll send me a picture of that carpet. And either with some of your own criticism, or I will add my own, uh, if I don't like your criticism, uh, and then I will upload it to the website.
1: Do you know how many people are viewing your site or using your site? Uh, I believe
4: it varies. I believe my mother looks at it. <laughs> I have a couple of other carpeteers.
1: Uh, I believe it's, it's
4: it's a few hundred thousand uh, have have watched it. Maybe a few million over time. I, I'm not entirely sure. I don't know all of them. I only really know the, the emails which come in with uh, airport carpets sent to me.
1: Is your mother a carpeteer?
4: No, no. It's the only way she can contact me.
1: <laughs> nice. So, I'm gonna let
2: my mom. She doesn't know how good she has it. <laughs>
1: So, George, what was the first moment of discovery for you when the carpet leapt out at you, you saw and it, it saw you. you, and, you know, you knew that this was something special?
4: That's an interesting question. It, it, it involved drugs and alcohol. Mm-hmm. As and so a many- magic carpet ride. <laughs> yes, indeed. In fact, we can talk about that later. Um, but uh, it all stemmed from around 2002, Newark Airport, a rainy January evening.
2: I'm sorry, did you say Newark. You
4: know Newark Airport. Oh, I know it, and
2: I just didn't think that magical moments happened there, but I guess I was wrong, and you've shown me a whole new world. Well,
4: it's true. You know, not much really happened on the road to Damascus before Saul had his vision. It was rather similar to me being in Newark Airport. Uh, Basically, uh, following the uh, attacks of September 11, 2001, I had become a nervous flyer. Uh, In order to travel... I had to uh, dose myself with various pills and alcohol uh, to get on the plane. Many people did at the time. Um, And so what happened was I had a routine. Uh, About an hour before takeoff, I'd have a drink, pop a pill, uh, and then by the time the plane took off, I'd be away with the fairies.
2: I think that's a very common routine before people fly. You're not alone.
4: Unfortunately, this time there was a slight slip up, uh, a fly in the ointment, if you will. the flight was delayed. So I had taken my pill and I drank my alcohol and the flight didn't take off. In fact, I was waiting at the gate. Can we ask
2: what pill? What was it? Ambien? What are we talking about? What, what, hallucinogens? Like what's going on? Did the carpets start talking to each oh, other? No, it, was,
4: it, was, it, was, it was purely a, a, a couple of Valium, a good old fashioned drug, which has really seen better days.
2: You're an old school housewife. Love it.
4: And what happened was uh, I was there kind of drooling onto onto the carpet. And as I watched my drool descend from my mouth onto this carpet, I suddenly saw the carpet looking back at me. And I noticed that what I had thought was really a a kind of static, a kind of colorful visual static was, in fact, a a, a kind of wonderful pattern beneath me, which stretched on for mile after mile after mile down the terminal. And I realized that airport carpets so long overlooked were in fact the largest visual art medium in the world. And it was really there in Newark Airport, as you say, not a place renowned uh, for its kind of magical moments. That no. I started uh, understanding and collecting airport carpets.
2: So it all began in Newark, but then where did the journey go from there?
4: Well, I was flying to Heathrow, so I went to Heathrow.
2: <laughs> Fair. I was being a
1: little bit punny. How's the carpet in Heathrow?
2: Oh,
4: well, very interesting. They've since replaced it. But what you have to understand is every airport carpet is political. Every airport carpet is a gateway to a country. Those designs aren't just by accident. They're actually designed with political aims. And the airport carpet in London Heathrow was uh, a black and white uh, checked Uh, Terrible carpet. Uh, Most people describe it as terrible. It absorbed gum to an incredible extent. It had these strange black marks on it.
2: So what was the political message there? Well,
4: it was that you were entering a country of obstructions, of traffic jams, of of grayness, of really a a kind of general kind of national dissonance going on. Uh, And that's what the carpet spoke since then. However, you know, things uh, improved until recently. Uh, so they replaced it with uh, with a slightly better carpet. But uh, now, following Brexit, I'm not sure what the carpet will be. I'm desperate to go back.
2: Mm. And is this what the designers say when you speak to them, that they're, they're really thinking this through?
4: Well, what you have to understand is uh, the designers work in consort with uh, the airport managers. Uh, and the designers, many of them, are art school graduates. This is often a, a job which you can get, which, you know, pays the way. Uh, so a lot of them aren't exactly oblivious to the hidden messages which can be you know, passed over in, in simple industrial design. And the airport managers, of course, answer to uh, an authority than themselves in government. So, yes, uh, this does occur,
1: yes. What are some of your favorite carpets across the world?
4: Oh, my goodness. Um, it's like choosing a favorite child.
1: Yes. Uh, <laughs> We're so sorry, but choose
2: one. Oh,
4: Sophie's choice. Okay. Uh, well. This is uh,
2: just like the Holocaust.
4: <laughs>
2: oh. hey you went there with sophie's okay. choice i'm allowed to keep going with it
4: let's see um i mean most recently alice springs airport in australia is a masterpiece a black and neon kind of wondrous uh tapestry of amoebas of uh, kind of millipedes of uh, aboriginal art again oh. there you're, you're speaking about how carpets can be a gateway to the country into which you end up and alice springs Totally shows uh, the carpet, the the, uh, the country that surrounds it. Uh, another one would be, uh, let's say, linden Pindling Airport's carpet in the in uh, Bermuda, uh, which is this kind of azure, tropic landscape of turtles and underground uh, flora, uh, underwater flora rather, um, uh, which is this kind of azure and green and blue kind of tropical carpet. It's one of the more uh, what do you, what you say? Representative carpets. Um, a lot of a lot of airport carpets are actually abstract. Um, so it really depends on your choice. It depends on how you're feeling each day. Whether you want something which depicts, you know, an airplane, or, or if you want something which depicts, you know, nothing, just the the abstract qualities of light.
2: And when did you move from loving these carpets to building a website around them? and reviewing them and having these carpeteers. Can you tell us about that?
4: Um, I guess it was really ongoing. I I mean, after a while, I had so many photographs of carpets that I realized I needed to store them somewhere. Uh, I was thinking of some kind of coffee table book. um, But when I went to the publishers and we discussed how it should actually be made of carpet itself, they kind of balked at the cost of this. Um, The Fool's. Uh, so instead the internet turned up.
2: Good old internet came around was like, I'll take your carpets.
4: Yes. It's cheap as chips and mm. it seems to have, uh, no, uh, you know, quality barriers at all. So I jumped straight onto it. <laughs> no Quality
2: uh, barriers. Love it. Okay. Yes. And, uh, around
4: 2008, uh, uh, we had a team of programmers working hard to create the site. And by 2009 we had created the site in, uh, in what I believe is still the cutting edge technology of Flash. Um, So we were very, very pleased with that.
2: And so, (laughs) well, what I love most about the site is, you know, when you first hear about it, you're like, carpets for airports. It has a huge following. I saw that there are certain uh, airport carpets that now have their own Facebook pages with like tens of thousands of likes.
4: Well, it was inevitable. Um, I merely see myself as somebody who opened the door to something which was inevitably going to happen. Uh, it was, you know, carpet love is something which is strong, which is meaningful. And which that provides sounds me- like
2: a total innuendo there, carpet love. But, you know, anyway, so what and then what happened? Because and I also heard you have celebrity carpeteers. Like what happened where other people started reviewing and submitting? Like how this whole thing happen?
4: Well, it just I mean, like I said, it was a natural occurrence. Uh, people found themselves in airports bought out of their skulls. They, too, discovered the airport carpet. They probably typed online, airport carpets, what's going on, or something like that. And uh, they came up on my site. And then like that, they kind of slowly drifted towards being carpeteers.
2: What makes one a carpeteer versus just like, you know, a lurker, browser, participant, whatever? It it
4: involves a certain kind of natural curiosity, uh, a certain love of beauty, Uh, maybe a a certain appreciation of the overlooked, uh, all those things.
2: Have you received a submission that because of it, you then traveled to that country just to see the airport carpet?
4: Uh, No, unfortunately not. (laughs) Our budget is very small. Uh, We run a a shoestring operation here, me and my uh, 45 programmers. Um, (laughs) It's very hard to really spend the time to actually go and visit airport carpets. Usually the carpets come to me. Um, which is one of the benefits of running the site. Uh, the airport samples get sent. To, the airport carpet samples get sent. To me. So, but I was just
2: wondering uh, if it's like a personal uh, joy habit po- hobby to go then see these in person, or no, no that's just like way too expensive.
4: Just well, like- I, I think I think the whole point of the site was to uh, get other people uh, to enjoy it as well. So really, through the other people's enjoyment, I am appreciating it vicariously through them.
1: That's lovely.
4: I'm glad you think so.
1: (laughs) Do you still need that magical cocktail of drugs and alcohol to enjoy the carpets or not anymore? Well, uh,
4: not anymore. But then I have taken so many drugs in the past that I don't know if I'm already at an elevated level. (laughs) Uh, Probably. uh, I don't think you do. I mean, I think airports in in and of themselves are strange kind of hallucination inducing places. Often there's jet lag. Often there's bad food. Uh, often there's just the general funk of an airport, mm-hmm. which can uh, already put you into a strange state of mind. I mean, also, there's this, there's this thing that carpets and flight go back millennia. Uh, you know, I think we're all naturally drawn to the fact that airport carpets are fascinating things. We just don't know it
2: yet. Interesting.
4: If I may continue. Sure. You mentioned the magic carpet ride. Of course, the first uh, mixing of carpets and flights comes through the magic carpet ride. Uh, which was first mentioned in the 1001 Arabian Nights, in which King Solomon, that's the King Solomon of legend, uh, created a giant green carpet in which uh, he flew across Saudi Arabia, what is uh, now Saudi Arabia at the time. Uh, And so really uh, there's something intrinsic. It's it's rather like one of these uh, classic uh, tropes in stories that has happened for centuries, for millennia. Uh, And the reason for airport carpets being fascinating uh, things, is that they have this historical link to flight. Um, so I think people slowly discover this. They realize the history of it. They realize the, 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 the kind of beauty of the epic.
1: Wow. Have you been able to get behind what you think that link might be? Flight has
4: always been seen as a sort of ecstatic moment. Uh, you know, we have uh, the ascension into heaven, we have the rapture, we have the Mile High Club. All of these express a certain uh, conjoining of, of flight, with uh, a wonderful experience, possibly uh, even a transformative experience. Now, a, a lot of the original carpets made in Persia uh, were uh, you know had these geometric designs. I'm sure you know the Persian carpets. Mm-hmm. and these uh, these were designed by all these artisanal uh, carpet designers back in you know zero a d even before. Now the thing is, they used a certain chemical in their carpets called Syrian rue. Now, Assyrian rue is a red dye, but it also has hallucinogenic effects. So the idea was that these uh, these artisans were making the carpets, and while they were making them with this dye, they had this kind of feeling of floating—a a kind of uh, an almost uh, kind of hallucinogenic feeling. So carpets
2: the- are historically meant to be viewed on drugs, is what I'm hearing yes great we have a carpet in this studio and our producer has not supplied us with any hallucinogens and i think that is fucking bullshit matt
4: well what i'm trying to say is you have to understand that airports it's it's rather like saying uh can god be in your home or can god be in a church god seems to be closer to people in a church and i think the whole uh, transformative element of a carpet is closer to you in an airport airports are temples to travel if you think about it what is the only other building, which people regularly take off their shoes before they enter.
2: Oh, right. Wait, home and airports, we take off our shoes? Is that what you're saying? Well, no, I was
4: trying to think. I, I the mosque. Was or... was the mosques oh, yeah. mosques, gotcha. In which people take off shoes. And the reason is they're both temples. They're both places in which we transcend ourselves. They're both public places in which we move beyond the, the sordid ground beneath us. Mm-hmm. And we do that with the help of carpets, or Mm -hmm. in the most sense, prayer mats. Mm -hmm. Really, airport carpets are just the world's largest prayer mat.
1: I would love to hear more about the meaning behind some of the carpets and the intentionality behind that meaning that you think might be there, um, perhaps in New York, since that's where we are.
4: Ah, right. Um, JFK's airport carpet. Um, I'm trying to remember that. It's been a while since I've looked at JFK. Do you
2: know what's so sad? Jen and I took a flight yesterday from Los Angeles to JFK, knowing we were interviewing you today. And did you look at the
1: carpet? I did not, no.
2: We didn't look at the carpet, but we're flying back on Thursday and we're going to check out these carpets.
1: Well,
4: I, ho- I hope you will. I mean, let's think about um, if I could just take, say, Singapore's Shanghai Airport. Yeah. Okay, which uh, uh, the carpet in that measures some 100,000 square meters. Now, this is a vast carpet. Uh, And it's uh, basically a series of uh, strips, uh, black and white, uh, stretching down the whole length of the terminal. Now, uh, if you can imagine uh, what I perceive, I've never actually spoken to the designer of it, but it's obvious what it means. And the, the idea is that it's rather like falling out of a window at the top of a Singapore skyscraper. And the effect is very similar. It's to move people through the airport as quickly as you can. Uh, it's a kind of a, it's a visual trick which the airport managers are playing on you. Uh, it's the idea of hurrying you through the airport as if you were falling out of a tall tower. So that's Singapore, Shanghai.
2: I have a question: Are there airports that do not have carpets?
4: Well, oh, yes. I mean, I don't like to talk about them.
2: All right, but, sorry, we'll move on.
4: You know, you have places like uh, it, even in the home of of flight, Leonardo da Vinci Airport in Rome, has an appalling terrazzo, as you would imagine, um, presumably because of the links between the Tarazzo Mafia and the airport management systems in, in uh, Leonardo da Vinci Airport. But what they are, what the problem about terrazzo or uh, cement or uh, wood, even in some Norwegian countries, God help us, they just don't offer the same. They don't offer the same to your foot. They don't offer the same to your eye. They are, in many respects, uh, just appalling floor coverings. Uh, but then you get into slightly trickier ones. For instance, Alaska's Fairbanks International Airport. Um, now, this is uh, was installed in 1975, and it's somewhere between a hard flooring and a, a, a carpet. It's it's more really a cementitious textile flooring, of course.
1: Can you explain that a little bit more, just so we can understand what it looks like?
4: Well, it it, it looks like a carpet. It feels like a cement floor.
1: Ah, uh, okay. Have you have you seen the floor at the Miami Airport? It has these gold encrusted uh, designs. Do you know what I'm talking about? No, I don't think I have. Okay. Um, has no
2: one submitted the Miami airport carpet to you? Oh, I'm sure they have.
4: It's just that uh, there are so many airport carpets in so little time.
2: Fair. So.
1: <laughs> have there ever been any very small airports? Uh, Wait, in what which- were you
2: going to say about Miami?
1: Well, just that it's a beautiful floor, and uh, the artist who made it's not a carpet. I hate to tell you, but um, <laughs> well, that's why he doesn't
2: know about it. <laughs> yeah, probably
1: it. it's it's gold plated designs, and the artist I think her name is Michelle Oka Donor, something like that. She's this.
2: How do you know this?
1: Because a family member of mine, my uncle, had loved her art so much that he commissioned her to make a door in his home. Oh, whoa! So he noticed the floor at the airport.
4: <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. If I may interject, yes. I think she stick to doors and not to floors Um, (laughs) doors should be covered in carpet that's the whole point it's the only thing protecting us from the earth below in which we will be buried someday carpets are very important and they shouldn't just be mocked by artists who should really be better at making doors or or cupboards or, or anything else
2: okay so I'd love to hear about some of your favorite reviews on the site, either because they're funny or they're poignant or whatever it is. Can you tell us about some of the reviews?
4: Well, most reviews are written by uh, the uh, Council of Aesthetics at Airport Carpets, which is uh, which is me. Uh, so many people do suggest certain uh, styles to it. I mean, we have a small group of carpeteers who have uh, noticed a certain international style or have noticed a certain... Uh, Uh, links towards the 1970s arcade game Pong uh,
2: Hmm. in Mm -hmm. carpet
4: designs. Uh, We have uh, some Russian carpeteers who have noticed there's a a certain link between uh, suprematist artists like Kazimir Malevich and airport carpet designers. So Uh, you have
2: carpeteers contributing from around the world, is that correct?
4: Yes, well, by nature of uh, the site, they have to be from around the world to contribute.
2: Well, I was just wondering, though, like, you know, it, it could theoretically be a bunch of Americans just traveling, but you're saying they're, the carpeteers oh. are from around the world. Well, I'm saying that they,
4: they are around the world when they contribute.
2: Ah, uh, okay, okay. But but we don't necessarily like the nationality.
4: Uh, I, I don't ask for that. It's not required. Yeah. We're a very prejudiced site. We take everyone site unseen.
2: Gotcha i actually loved something you said to me on the phone when we chatted just to make sure you were cool with us doing this interview with you i referred to carpets for airports as a community and you said it's not a community i'm i'm a benevolent dictator is i think what you said
4: yes it's true it's not a community it, it, it's uh people live uh in carpets for airport happily under my benign dictatorship um I don't that's think what would, all but,
2: the dictators say the people are happier well, this it,
4: way it's true uh, but, uh, you know, really the very worst I can do is uh, is not update site on time. So my, my excesses are kind of curbed at that. Mm. Uh, but no, everything comes through me. Uh, I judge it whether it's fit or not. And I believe that's what many people want. They want a curated airport carpet website, not just some uh, Tumblr or, or uh, you know, some terrible little website which people can contribute by themselves mm. without any uh, kind of executive eye.
1: Have any reviews on your site ever encouraged a carp- uh, an airport to change its carpet?
4: Uh, no, and uh, I don't think we've really, uh, uh, we're we're very happy with that. I don't think a lot of airport uh, administrations really take us seriously. I mean, notice uh, Portland Airport, I'm sure you're familiar with the PDX Airport Carpet, uh, which was a beautiful teal masterpiece, and in fact had a large following uh, on and offline amongst uh, the Portlanders, but that was ripped up last year. Uh, and scraps of it were sold off. And it was replaced with a poor copy of the original. I mean, people even had tattoos of this airport carpet <sighs> on their back.
2: Wait, really? Have you not
4: done your research?
2: <laughs> I did not come across that. Did you come <laughs> across that, John had tattoos? No, I didn't. I, we, we didn't. The we didn't airport know. carpet is one of the most famous airport carpets in history. I didn't know people have tattoos of this carpet.
4: We're, yes. we're
2: delinquents. It's, it's, we're not good researchers.
4: I think you guys are the only two people who don't like airport carpets. This what I. <laughs> I
2: did not say that I don't like them. I. You're opening my eyes, though, again to a whole new
4: world. That's what we're after.
2: <laughs> yeah. I. Uh, we also heard that there's some celebrity reviewers. Can you confirm or deny?
4: Uh, I don't really keep uh, any kind of contact with celebrities. I, I. I don't really know who celebrities are. I'm not really. Uh, a man who watches much news or or really cares much about that. So no, i I couldn't confirm. All I know is that everybody who works for Carpets for airports uh, is a celebrity in their own right.
2: Love it. Well, it was so nice talking to you. We love the fact that you're looking at this thing that we all pass through and we all see and maybe don't notice, and and really seeing this whole world behind it.
4: yes, well, i'm I'm glad. I'm glad you appreciated it, and I'm glad that the other people. But the carpeteers appreciate it. And I would advise anyone next time they're traveling through an airport not to look ahead of you to the future, but to look down at your feet.
2: Well, we have a flight on Thursday, so we're gonna (laughs) do that. We will do that. (laughs) And then I'm just gonna bump into a tall, handsome stranger. It's going to be wonderful. That's right. That's my plan. (laughs) And people will be like, how did you meet? And I'll be like, well, I was staring at airport carpets. Boom.
1: And that's the plot of the movie. (laughs) Yeah, that's the
2: plot of the movie. Oh, no, it's more like a Cinderella thing where the carpets are like the mice and the birds, and they're like coaching you through this love story. You know what I'm saying? As you like meet this other man in the airport. Great. I'm really glad that I went on that tangent. Anyway, we're excited. And thank you so much. Thanks so
1: much, George. Thank Thank you. you. All right. Take care. Bye. Alright, y'all, there's another podcast out there with two girls. I know it's unbelievable that two other girls are actually are they doing a podcast too. There's
2: another <laughs> podcast out there. Ah! Actually, they're really I was just reading about how um pod the podcast world is dominated by straight white men. I know, surprise, surprise, but the statistic is something like 80%. There was a study just done. So anyway, you're
3: welcome.
2: So thank God, it's the only way we'd get made. So uh go support other lady duos and there's a cool podcast we found called Girls Gotta Eat. Girls Gotta Eat. And I support eating. So,
1: you know, go check it out. I support eating and the stuff that they talk about, sex and dating. We're all into it. Eating, sex and dating. Are you kidding me? Um yeah, it's on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We dig it, you'll dig it too. Girls Gotta Eat. Check it out.
2: Well, who knew
1: that carpets would be all about sex, drugs, and rock and roll? Woo, that was a psychedelic carpet ride. What He called it like a psychedelic cornucopia of high art. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, that's so cool. Oh, by the way, I want to tell you that um, I did fact check this whole thing about people getting the PDX uh, Portland Airport tattoo of the carpet on them. And it's it, yeah. true. It's true. People do that this.
2: so crazy. It's also. Hey, ver- if you uh, yeah. have a tattoo of an airport carpet, tweet us a picture. I'm at Allie Gold.
1: I'm at June Bugger. Um, it's also a very popular nail art design, which I think could just really? generally. Yeah. For airport carpets, that could generally be a thing to get your nail. Maybe wow. at the airport, you can get your nails done with the design.
2: Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah.
3: I mean, Guys, I got, a, uh, I got a face tattoo of the Newark carpet.
2: Since we last saw I've been you. meaning uh, to tell you it looks great. It looks you think,
3: great. Really? Because I'm starting to regret it.
2: I haven't yeah, seen it, it yet. You You look like an idiot.
3: It's right on the cheek.
2: <laughs> no, Matt, don't make fun of people that actually got the tattoo of the carpet. <laughs>
3: no, I, I just, my, my, my go-to tattoo joke is face tattoo. Because, like, I know. I, I Tattoos are fine. I don't personally have any, but like g- enjoy them. But like people get tattoos on their
1: face. I know. I saw a pretty significant one yesterday and I was momentarily shocked. And then I was like fascinated. And I mean, I think that's pr- it's just a bold move. So if you have a I face saw, tattoo, tweet at us.
2: <laughs> I was at a bakery the other day and the guy is fully tattooed. Every like centimeter of his body, he his head was shaped. I mean, his whole face was blacked in. It was.
1: It was. I'm going to ask a really weird question. Were you at Tartine? Yep. I've seen that man in San Francisco. (laughs) I live in New York and I know Uh, exactly who you meet. (laughs)
2: Yeah, 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 Uh yeah. we were together when we saw this person.
1: Oh,
3: okay.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but you said the other day, and I was like, "Oh, okay." You're like, uh,
3: "I saw the same exact guy."
2: <laughs> <laughs> I was glossing over details, and I forgot that, <laughs> that you I were was with there. Me. Okay, cool. I do this all the time, where I tell a story, and then Jen's like, "You yeah, know, I was, I was with you for that," <laughs> and, and I'm like, sometimes. "Oh yeah." Oh yeah. Oh man. Um but anyway, so airport carpets um, I, I, I'm
3: it, sorry. I would have loved if you had told your whole monkey attack story on vacation with your boyfriend like 20 years ago and Jen was like, "Yeah, I was there." <laughs> I was a right, monkey 20, 20 who years ago, you. you just
2: like really aged me, Matthew, and yeah, I'm not that about years, about about years ago. I
3: don't know if it was 10.
2: 20 years ago, I was
1: 10. She was a baby. A baby in <laughs> and a I boat. I was on
2: vacation with my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> um I, was I think it's a literal it's sugar baby
1: yeah. a little. Yeah, I think it's really interesting to think about these carpets as truly the largest visual art medium in the world. It might not be true, <laughs> but it uh, well, was
2: something I never really thought about yeah. Like as ridiculous as this community sounds on the outside. The fact that these are commissioned, you know, that that someone does take the time to design this and that some of them, it sounded like not all, but a lot of them have like National or political significance, which actually makes a lot of sense because even though I feel like most of us barely notice the carpet in the airport, it is in a way your greeting to a foreign country. Like it, you know, it could be the first thing you see when you come into another country. That's right. So, well, it actually just makes me think: How cool would it be if airports were works of art? Yes. So when you when you enter JFK, like, what is so New York? Like, that would just be super cool. It would be so you see art around the world just when you land and then you people never go inside the country.
3: (laughs) You kind of do. And I love it because like I feel like in New York, our airports are kind of shitty. So there's not uh, they're not a lot of art. But if you go to like Austin or, you know, even um, like Minneapolis or something, you go and it's like there's beautiful murals and sculpture. And I'm like, what what. Where am I? Like, it's it's nice in yeah, this part of the world. Yeah, that's how it should be.
1: It's how yeah. it should be. I think it speaks to how quickly we move here in New York. Like he was saying, like, people go to airports there. The carpets are intended to just not even be looked at. You're supposed to be moving forward into your travel. Keep moving no matter what. Um, and that's very New York-centric. I think that idea of just keep moving no matter what. But, yeah, we should yeah. slow down. Let's get, like, some murals in there. New York
2: also is just, like, too busy, like, trying to live. Like, I feel like yeah. everything about life in New York is, like, this is difficult and we got to get through, <laughs> like i don't know you can't
1: even we, charge your phone here sorry but that was it not claims worth it it's
2: a city, <laughs> no, it claims it's a city not a of art Move along. <laughs> it claims it
1: it, it's but, a city of art
2: yeah
0: yeah yeah Yeah, well, yeah that was i was about supposed to be a
2: cultural center and then right. we got fucking jfk in newark oh although we didn't he said he loves the newark one he does so. love
1: the newark let's do some performance art at the airport and see how it goes over what do you think <laughs>
2: Yeah, I think that's gonna go over really well. I think we're gonna. That's gonna be a real. Um, it's gonna be a real break for us.
1: You know what we can do? We can do that uh, last scene in Dirty Dancing when he she runs and jumps into his arms like an like an airplane, and we can just do that on repeat until I fall over because I'll be catching you because you're smaller than me because you're shorter yeah, yeah, than me. Yeah, not definitely. smaller. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. You are mm. you you are a short shorter person, a small person, but I. I have a feeling. I want you, you to ju- know I'm average size. She's average size, but I have a feeling if you jumped into my arms, I'm so weak arm-wise, <laughs> that I would probably collapse onto we the airport collapse, carpet. We would collapse. We yeah. would collapse. <laughs> yeah.
3: But that you, would be fun not, to watch. You are not compatible at all. Nothing works here.
1: <laughs> Maybe. What if I jump into your arms? Did you just Allie? say we're not compatible? I don't know. Matt's <laughs> such a downer today. You
2: know, I'm. I. I'm pretty, I am pretty. My arms are not as weak as they look.
1: <laughs> Allie, you can lift. She can lift a car.
2: <laughs> yeah, a lot of people don't know that about me, but I actually uh, lift cars sometimes when I'm just like, when I'm just chilling. Just, yeah. You know, it's my thing. I just lift like, cars like sometimes off of, um, you know, off of uh, children and old people. I lift cars yeah. off of them. Just, you got
1: it. just cool. I'm, a, I'm a superhero. You got to change a wheel. You just like pick up their car, you rip off the wheel, <laughs> you
2: toss it. With down my the teeth. I, I rip the wheel <laughs> off with my teeth and then I toss it. Oh, man. Um, yeah, so Dirty Dancing. I love it.
0: Cool. Performance. You know Great, I'm in. What do we you need? know what we
3: need in our, in our airports, though, also?
0: Mm-hmm. How, about, how about a little music? Yeah. Like if you go
3: to if you go to other cities in the country and, and probably in the world, it's like you, there's a piano player at the food court. Yeah. Like that's just, just true. A, that's true. That's and true. And it's lovely. And we, we don't have anything like that.
1: And we should get Peebo Bryson to play piano at yes. the
3: food court.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, so you can fuck him on the carpet. <laughs> <laughs> and that'll be the performance art aspect. Um, you know what we
2: haven't discussed That's we really need to discuss, Jamula? what um the movie coming out where we will be voicing all of the carpets Uh-oh. now you have a really good carpet voice you don't know this
1: what but Are your you muppet saying?
2: voice your muppet voice i think would be perfect can you please do your muppet voice for everyone ali i can't do it on command
1: it's something like that but it's really <laughs> no no it, that, it is,
2: that wow. was really good but i was i it was thinking of a different Hah! one yeah. like
1: that yeah that
2: one that one <laughs> all
1: right, you gotta get a little more gravel in your throat like yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: that's good, that's good, that's good. Which which carpet do you think that is?
1: I don't know. Whatever will make me the most money. Like what No no no, <laughs> but
2: I think we're gonna voice all of
1: the carpets in the movie. Oh, all of the carpets. Alright, well in that case I'm gonna all... do the smallest carpet. I'm gonna do the little wee baby carpet. Then you should like do right? like like the Rhode Island I airport.
0: Carpet. I'll <laughs> cool. be the Rhode Island airport carpet. I'm gonna be the Rhode this Island.
1: Up... This sounds like a middle-of-the-country voice, like, um, I'm just happy to be here, like, I'll, uh, this is going to be the, Min- the Minnesota airport, and I'll do a little, Minnesota! <laughs> no, because the, Min- Minnesota, the Minnesota
2: airport just has to be Minnesota. Oh, Okay well
1: I don't know you're, what you're the that airport could be. that
2: everyone's forgotten about
3: stop <laughs>
2: no 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 which, which, which <gasps> place is that that everyone's forgotten about there's a lot of countries everyone's forgotten about very oh, sadly shit.
3: Delaware shit. Delaware I'm not convinced Delaware oh, actually oh you're exists.
1: definitely De- that's Delaware for sure you know what uh, the sequel to this movie is gonna be called definitely Delaware like I'm gonna get all of the <laughs> it's like Delaware matches.
2: rises again
1: <laughs> yes yes
2: you're like the get- Hufflepuffs in Harry Potter <laughs> No one got that reference
1: about. but me. <laughs> <laughs>
2: cool. We need uh, well, people right. to
3: do the soundtrack, though.
1: Peebo. Yes.
2: Are you going to fuck that one out, Jen? That's <laughs> <Stop. how> we. <laughs> that's how we get our, our underscoring. Did you guys know the commercials, the, the commercial breaks we have for the Craigslist ads, that underscoring? <laughs> Jen fucked all those, stock, those stock, <laughs> <laughs> the stock music options. That's how we got them. I that's how we em. got them. Yeah, they're not cheap. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just go right to the source. Right to the source. That's how we get all of our licensing agreements. How would you, you know do what, that? Jennifer, I, That's for like... one, thank you. I thank right, well, you welcome. for the sacrifice that you have made for 2G1P. Sometimes... You're nothing
3: if not business people. Yeah, you got to do you what you got
2: to do. <laughs> yeah,
1: and by do, I mean fuck. <laughs> all
3: right. <laughs> all right, guys, we got to gotta hit the road. We got oh, hit to the, hit the airport.
1: Got to hit the runway. fly out of here. All right. Hit the run- Thank you. Hit the runway. Thank <laughs> I, you. Th- I knew you were searching for that. Um, <laughs> all right, folks. Well, keep in touch with us, even amidst your many travels. Uh, you could tweet at us at Junebugger
2: at Allie Gold A L L I G O L D. I'm
1: not going to spell, spell my... Junebugger for it. <laughs> F- figure it out. Figure it out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> <or> <laughs> if you want to call figure us. <laughs> <laughs> we have a phone number guys. You can leave us a voicemail and that number is 347-871-6548. That number again.
0: 347 871 lit
1: Or you can chat with us in our Discord chat room which is blowing up. It's for fans. It's for fans. You can find us on Discord at discord.gg/2g1p. We'll see you there. Look for us on Patreon.
2: Patreon, if you haven't heard of it, it's a little bit like Kickstarter, but you can set your contribution to be monthly. So it's super helpful for us for offsetting costs and making sure that we don't starve. So even if you contribute just $1 a month, those dollars add up because hashtag math yeah dollars equal dollars that is patreon.com slash 2g1p and if you enjoy the podcast please 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 i know it's dirty af but share that shit send it to your friends every share really helps grow the audience which means that we can keep making this
1: yeah y'all all All right we'll see you i mean we'll talk to you you'll listen this is a podcast next
2: time we'll talk at you next week
1: (laughs) bye two girls,
0: one podcast is hosted by jennifer jamula and allison Generator, I mean edited by Matt Silverman in New York City. Production assistance is provided by thethoughtglomerate.com. This show is a production of The Daily Dot, the number one source for in-depth reporting about life on the internet two more things. Join us in our exclusive Discord server, where you can chat live with Ali, Jen, and other 2G1P listeners. Visit discord.gg slash 2G1P. That's discord.gg slash 2G1P. And join our chat room or create an account. It's absolutely free. Speaking of things that are free, making this podcast isn't... If you enjoy this show, consider contributing $1 to $2 per month on Patreon to help offset our production costs. Visit patreon.com slash 2G1P to give us your money, I mean support quality internet programming. That's patreon.com slash 2G1P. Great
2: news! You can listen to new episodes of Two Girls, One Podcast one week early. What is this sorcery? Just download the free tune-in app and fire up... Two Girls, girls, One one Podcast podcast to get fresh episodes one week before your loser friends.
1: (laughs) Your friends are so lame for being one week behind. I know, right? Wait.
2: What's the catch? There's no catch. Tune in lets you listen to awesome podcasts. Like ours. One week before anywhere else, absolutely free. Whoa, dude. The next episode of the show is probably already there.
1: Yo, this is some freaky time traveling shit.
2: I'm going to listen to next week's show so I can find out what we're going to say. Technology is weird.
3: The Podglomer. A sonic universe.
1: Large bodily orifices.